You're listening to St. Pius X Catholic Church in Lafayette, Louisiana. Thank you for joining us. So a man gets home from work and he notices on the refrigerator his wife has left a note for him. It said, after 25 years, this isn't working. It's time to say goodbye. So the man opened up the, the doors of the refrigerator. And he said to himself, I don't know what she's talking about. It seems to be working to me. <clears throat> goodbyes are hard. For many people, goodbyes are uncomfortable. They provide the opportunity to both experience and express the value that the relationship or person has had in a life. Goodbyes can make us vulnerable, displaying the difficulty we may experience in separating from one another. This is a common challenge in a world where many are told to stay strong, avoiding all chances of expressing emotion. Today, Jesus completes the Paschal mystery in his ascension. Jesus physically leaving and ascending was not a goodbye in the normal human sense, but it did evoke emotion. The emotion was quite different than what one would have expected. Jesus was beaten, crucified, and died. He rose from the grave and had spent time with them. Now, 40 days later, it was time for him to join the Father. One would think they would have been saddened, but it seems like they finally got it. The disciples returned to Jerusalem with great joy. When we think of goodbyes, we think of someone's last words. In his last public appearance prior to his death, famed comedian W.C. Fields was seen reading the Bible, and his last recorded words were, hey, I'm looking for loopholes. On his deathbed, Humphrey Bogart said to his wife, Lauren Bacall, I should have never switched from scotch to martinis. In today's gospel, we hear the last words of Jesus. His last words across all the gospels are consistent. Go out and make disciples. Tell them about me and God's kingdom. Focus on repentance, forgiveness, service, and love. Today, the Lord still commissions us and calls us to be his instruments to help him make disciples. We do this by our word and example. We do this by what we say and by what we do. As we accept his call, we have a few obligations on our side. We need to be open to God to let him into our lives. If we make room for God, we will make room for others. As Christians, we must follow and live out the teachings and commandments of the church. Going out into the world to spread the good news isn't always easy. Christians are ridiculed for being out of touch. We're mocked for our beliefs. We're saddened at times. It's hard to go out there, especially when we experience massacres like we saw this week in South Texas. Jesus didn't say, go make disciples. It'll be really easy. He knew better. Throughout his teaching, he told us it would be hard work, but the fruit gained from it would be a hundredfold. 
Telling our stories is a natural and human thing to do. Today, the disciples are telling their stories with awe and wonder. The disciples are telling their stories in awe and wonder. They are amazed at what the experience is opening to them. They are telling their stories like it's their first words and their last words. We are no different. Telling stories with one another allows us to put into words and try to make sense of the overwhelming news and circumstances of Christ. Something has happened in your life and profoundly changed you. So you want to talk to one another, share with one another, and tell your story. When we encounter some, this may be the first and the last time they hear our words or they witness our acts. At times, we don't even realize how powerful and influential our words can be. When we go out and tell our stories and bring Christ to others, we should treat it as this will be our last words. Recently, I was preparing to participate in a parole hearing. So I watched a hearing of a 50-year-old man who had served 31 years in a second-degree murder conviction. For these type of hearings, people associated with the case can speak in support or in opposition of the person applying for parole. The mother of the victim, who was still visibly grieving the loss of her then 12-year-old son, was scheduled to speak in opposition of the man's parole. She sat there patiently as she heard the man answer question after question about his 30-year-plus life in prison and how he had done remarkable things in prison. He had taken responsibility and had become a a model citizen at Angola. This was the first time she had ever heard the voice, the first time she had ever seen the man who killed her son. When it was her turn to speak and demand that he remain in prison, she paused. As her voice cracked, she did something shocking. She pled for the release of the man who killed her son. She said her reason for switching positions was as she heard the man speak, she thought to herself that he had repented and she forgave him. And although he committed a horrific crime, he was still a son of God. All three members of the parole board were stunned and cited her support as the main reason for their unanimous decision to grant his parole. One of the terms of the parole was that the man would have no contact with the victim's family for as long as he lived. To this man, this mother's words would be the last ones she would hear, that he would hear. When we go out into the world and encounter others, this may be the first and the last time our words or our actions are witnessed today. As we celebrate the ascension, it's not a goodbye. We are joyful that the Paschal mystery is complete. We are reminded that Jesus, we are reminded of Jesus' last words. We are reminded of his call to each one of us, his call to go out and tell our stories, stories of repentance, forgiveness, service, and love. As we go out into the world, Will we be remembered for our last words to those who we encounter?
last words that bring those we encounter to Christ and to his kingdom. Thank you.